0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 2 of the Light Vision Podcast, where we have conversations with people to see meaningful things in life. My name is Eric Fisher, and in this second episode, I sat down with Thistle Farms Director of Events, Doris Walker-Taylor, and she and I talk about how love heals through Thistle Farms and her own personal, powerful, moving story. Each of us is the main character, the hero of our own story, and in order to live a meaningful life, one must travel through conflict and become more understanding and loving to those around us. It doesn't take long when talking to Doris to see her story as an inspirational teacher to us all. And I'm really excited to share this episode with you and the conversation that comes with it. Without further ado, episode two of Life Podcast, Love Heals. Okay, I am here with Doris Walker, and Doris Walker, uh, we, we have met in passing, not that long ago, and at an event, and I saw that you were wearing a shirt that said, Love Heals, Absolutely. and I was immediately drawn to that, and we had a brief exchange, and I'm just honored I'll first say that. I really am legitimately honored to sit in your presence today Thank and have you. this conversation mm-hmm. uh, and to share stories and shine light on good things. Which is what this podcast is about, but I'll let you introduce yourself and so who are you and what do you do?
1: Okay, so my name is Doris Walker-Taylor. I'm a survivor leader and I am the director of events at Thistle Farms here in Nashville.
0: Okay, yeah, so um, what is Thistle Farms? Oh my goodness, (laughs) it
1: is an absolutely amazing organization. So Thistle Farms... It's made up a lot of different entities. We have a cafe at Thistle Farms, okay. have amazing food. We have a social enterprise at Thistle Farms. that make all the amazing bathroom body products. But for me, being a survivor, the heart of the program is the residential piece. So the residential piece is what, made, what really started the program. So we have five houses here in Nashville, and we have... Uh, residential programs for women who come in off the street and when i say survivors i'm talking about survivors of human trafficking okay. prostitution mm. addiction and abuse mm. so i'm a survivor i came into this program back in 2009 this program is designed for women just like me it's for women who have some women come, we come from all different areas when sure. we get to those survivors some women come in Because they were sold into human trafficking at a very early age. And that wasn't part of my story. There are some women who come into our community because they grew up in homes where addiction was prevalent. Mm. And they thought that was an okay way of life. That wasn't part of my story either. There are some women who come into our program because they were molested by a family member or by a stranger at a very early age. Mm. And that started that cycle of addiction or cycle of trauma in their lives. So my thing was I actually had an amazing chance childhood, yet I landed right here at the Barnes and all the other sisters that I call Sisters for Life now. So I grew up in a little small town north of Nashville called White House, Tennessee, Uh and my mom and dad were humble believers in God. They Mm -hmm. taught me all there was to know about the Word of God, Uh, yet I landed here. So one day out of the blue, A very troubled family member came to our family home and severely injured my mom and shot my father. Hmm. Now I hadn't seen anything of this this magnitude ever in my life. So I was 12 years old so that put me to being a witness to my father's murder. So my life immediately changed that day. My dad died, my mom was severely injured, and the life I had always known died. So I became immediately became addicted to marijuana at the age of 13. Mm. Every time I would think about that dreaded scene, I didn't want to remember it, so I would use marijuana. And for a while, for just for me, marijuana was a gateway drug. So yeah. after a while, it stopped working. So I found myself having, by the time I was an adult, I had a full-blown cocaine addiction, and that led me from the... Uh, From the little safe town, I thought, of White House, Tennessee, all the way to Nashville. Mm. And that's where I began to live a truly inhumane life. So I ended up being addicted for over 26 years. And I was on the streets of Nashville, uh, selling myself as though I was a commodity, being addicted, in and out of jail, trapped in a cycle of human trafficking for over 20 years. I can remember my time on the street, and it wasn't good. Mm. I can remember trading myself just to get out of hot weather, trade myself to get out of cold, blistering weather. And I remember that I constantly was going in and out of jail. And I would, because of my childhood, my upbringing, I remembered how to pray. Couldn't because I was fully addicted, and my mind was just not, I couldn't even form a prayer. But I would walk down the streets of Nashville, and I would recite the 23rd psalm. And you know it says the Lord is my shepherd yeah. and I shall not want But when you get to the end of the 23rd song, It says and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever I knew I wasn't dwelling I knew I wasn't serving him But I would cry out and I would say God if you just please come get me I promise you I will dwell in the house of the Lord mm-hmm. forever So I go to jail again not long after saying that prayer and there was a girl on the street that I knew named Regina and Regina had just disappeared and I thought Regina was dead because our lives didn't hold any value on the street but when I got to jail this time Regina was there but she was not there as an inmate she was there to bring a word of hope And I saw Regina, and at first I didn't recognize her because she was standing there and she was glowing from the inside out, and she looked beautiful, radiant. And I was standing there in my old, ugly orange jumpsuit and my spirit was broken, and Regina ran up to me and she said, Doris, guess what, I got my life back. And I'm like, how did you do that? She Mm -hmm. said, I found this program. I said, no, no, I've gone to maybe Eight or nine sure. recovery programs. Yeah, the
0: program was kind of a bad word, maybe, for you. Yeah, bad you word know. for
1: it. And it was like a 30 day program. So, what was 30 days going to do for me when I had been addicted the vast majority of my life? So she said, No, no, Doris, this is a long term program. And I'm like, No, no, I've gone to halfway houses. Halfway houses charged at that time $140 a week. And at that time in my life, the only way I knew how to make money was to get back in the car with a stranger. Yeah. And if I wasn't using drugs and I still sold myself as though I was a commodity, i feel so bad about myself. Mm-hmm. I'd go back and use again. She said, Doris, this program is designed for women just like us, and they don't charge a dime. Wow. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So she <laughs> told me about Thistle Farms, uh-huh. and she gave me the phone number. And in, when I usually get out of jail, I return to the streets. And it's that same cycle. But this time, when I got out of jail, I made it back to White House, Tennessee. And by this time in my life, I had two beautiful children. Mm. I could not raise them because I wasn't capable of taking care of myself. So my mother was raising them. So um, I walked to my mom's house. I took my daughter's picture off the wall and I scribbled Magdalene's number on it. And at that time, the residential program was called Magdalene House. Okay, We've grown so much that now we're all under the umbrella of Thistle Farms. Mm-hmm. So I took that number and put it on the wall behind, behind my daughter's picture and I returned to the streets but it wasn't long that I came back home tired and broken and bruised and I got that number down and I called Regina and it took about two weeks but because I was her friend she got me in the program. So on November the 9th 2009 I came into the of farms and it was an absolutely amazing place when I first got there I expected the people to say okay Doris what have you been out there doing Mm. I expected to be judged but they Mm. didn't judge me when I walked in they said what happened to you and that was the most profound question I would heard anybody ask me Mm. just simply what happened to you so I realized my very first day in the program that If something happens to us in our lives, really devastating, and we don't deal with it, it'll deal with us. Mm -hmm. So that's what it was. I had lost my dad. I was a witness to my father's murder. I tried to cover it up with drugs. It didn't work. It manifested itself into prostitution. It manifested itself into a cycle of abuse and addiction and human trafficking. And when I came in, this program took me by my hand. They sent me to SAC, which is a sexual assault center here in town. I had like 11 and a half teeth when I came in. It was not a good look. They sent me to the dentist, and then they taught me that I was worthy. Mm -hmm. And this organization loved me back to life. So Thistle Farms is an absolutely amazing organization. And the good thing about it is every survivor has her own plan, what it took for me and the time it took for me to get clean, it might not be what it takes for the next sure, woman. Sure. So they sent me to the sexual assault center. That's what I needed. They might send the next woman to back to a recovery program because she might need to clean up before she comes in. Yeah. So every woman's plan is her own. And then when it first started, Thistle Farm started actually, the organization started back in 1997. Our founder is Becca Stevens. Hmm. She's an amazing, well she's a priest, okay. but this is not a religious organization. Yeah. She said she wanted to open up the doors to any and everybody, regardless of their belief. She yeah, wanted yeah, them to yeah. come in and get the help. Uh-huh. So Becca Stevens went out on the street. She went into the penal system. She found women, at first five women, who uh-huh. wanted to change their lives. She said, if you want to change your lives, come with me and I'll see if I can help you. So Becca carried the women home, and she put them in a house in her own neighborhood, and put them in a beautiful house. so women were staying clean. They were getting relationships back with their families. They were going to court and getting their records expunged. Mm-hmm. But they were dirt poor because we lose everything we own in our addictions. The women go out to look for jobs and nobody will hire us because of our background. Sure. So it took her to 2001 to open up the sub farms. This is the social enterprise that gives the women jobs. Yeah. Every product we make. On the back of the product, it'll say Heal, employ, empower Mm -hmm. And it'll say this product was made by the Women of Thistle Farms So our tagline is Love Heals Yeah, Love is the most powerful Force for change in the world And this program gave me my life back and it was free. Mm-hmm. It was free. I never expected anybody in this world to do something for me with, unless they wanted a piece of me in return. But this program got me in off of the street. They loved me, they helped mold me, they gave me the space to heal and they gave me a beautiful room to heal in. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. This yeah. is an amazing program. Man, there, there's there's
0: so much to unpack. It's <laughs> yeah. a really powerful story. It is. It I, is. <laughs> and I think of a couple of different things I think of uh, while you're talking about um, the trajectory of your life and and how you had responded and and, and tried to to build some identity in the wake of that destruction and difficult situation which is not uncommon yes this this organization exists because of trauma taking care of you instead of the opposite that's right Uh, so I was thinking about um, like a lighthouse that's that is thistle farms Uh, Circling this this beam of light around searching for people that are That's climbing right. out of darkness. But then I was thinking about um, you know, Love Heals and you talked about um, What Happened to You being the question they asked you. I read, uh, at least I haven't finished it yet, but the book called Strength to Love by Dr. King. Mm-hmm. He talks about altruism in, in regard to the Good Samaritan story.
1: Yes, yes. And
0: in that, his exposition of the story, he says if... One question for the, the priest or the Levite in that situation will say, if I, don't, if I stop for this person, what will happen to me? But the altruistic or the loving response in the story is, if I don't stop for this person, what will happen to them?
1: Right, you right.
0: Know? And that—that that, I think that sounds a lot like what Fizzle Farms is doing. It does. Saying, you I'm know, pick people up off the
1: street and, and put them that, up in a home and make sure they're okay. That's right. And then it's, it's amazing how we could not do this without volunteers. We have amazing volunteers that come in and help us all the time. But at the end of the day when they come in naturally we'll say thank you and they'll say oh no no thank you and we'll be like no thank you and they'll be like no no thank <laughs> you so the lines get crossed they yeah. get crossed into who's happy new who sure. because we're thinking they're coming in to help us but they see what's going on here uh-huh. and they are so engrossed in what's going on and it, and it helps their lives for a lot of yeah. women have retired and then they find something to do they find a way to give back mm-hmm. so the lines get crossed on who's helping who here yeah. at this farm so it's, it's, it's amazing it, it works that, it works. that really is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: so part of, and I told you this before the podcast started, that this podcast is a production of Final Creations is looking at the human experience. So, what do you think um, about Thistle Farms or about your life mm-hmm. communicates to the human experience story? What, what, what do you think that that your story offers to humanity?
1: So, you know, I said this is not a religious organization. Yeah. But I know who I am And sure. I know whose I am Because I grew up that way uh-huh. So It is just Really clear it, my, my My whole life Shows Talks about It shows the perfect picture In my mind Of redemption Yeah I went down as far as I could go, and and I called the farms the vessel that God sent to come get me. Yeah. So you know you were talking about the lighthouse yep. shining yep. light. I believe God chased me until I had no sense to find Him. Yeah. I really believe that, and so it's like this program is the. You know, when it says love heals, and in my mind, love is God. So that shows. It, it just. Show, and and it, I never thought that anybody would love me after all those years on the street. I had forgotten that people do good for people Mm -hmm. without expecting anything in return. Mm -hmm. So now it's brought it back. So, even my position here at Thilsa Farms as director of events, I go out and I sell a lip balm or a candle, and they use the proceeds to help the next woman come off the street. So, God is allowing me to pay forward the same love that was given to me. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I love it.
0: There's, there's six categories that we operate on with final creations and looking at the human experience and it, it, it kind of generalizes many things, of course. Um, and it ranges from family, imagination, nation or tribal kind of belonging, mm-hmm. um, occupation or work, obviously. Worship is just what, what, how we live our life. But the last one is resilience. And it's amazing to me that no matter what happens, certainly some, some people don't don't make it. They don't mm-hmm. climb out of the difficult situations. Right. And those, are, those are heartbreaking but the amount of resilient stories that we hear, including yours, yes. I think really does bring right. to life the human story. Right. You just gotta keep going. Cause
1: I know when I came out and, and got my life back, and when I say I got my life I, I truly mean I got my entire life back but when I came out I brought a lot of stuff with me. I had phobias I, I didn't trust anyone and I was always fearful because I, on the street I always expected that to be my last day living because mm-hmm. there was so much violence on the street and a lot of women died and lost their lives on the street so I was in the midst of all that yeah. I already had this big Thing, fear going on because I saw my father murder, and then, then I'm put in the atmosphere where people have guns and people are robbing and stealing and killing each other. So now I'm, I'm living in that atmosphere. So when I came out, I had all these phobias, but this program cared enough for me that they paid for me to go through therapy, mm. and they and they paid for me to you know they gave me a job. Nobody would after being on the streets for being in my addiction for 26 years and being on the streets for 20 years. I didn't have anything I could put on my resume. You know, I, I, nothing that nobody would hire me for. So uh, this program gave me, so my first job here at Thistle Farms was to make lip balms. And I would take the and oil, the almond oil, and mix it up. And now we've, we, you know, this I've been here 10 years. As a matter of fact, I had 10 years clean last Saturday, That's Saturday awesome. before yeah, last, yeah, yeah, yeah November awesome. the 9th. So it was amazing that um, they taught me how to make lip balms. And I would stand there at the table with a pitcher a, a, like a drinking pitcher, and that's what I would pour the lip balm into, as best as I could. Mm-hmm. Now we have little machines. Zzz, yeah, zzz, yeah, you know, yeah. The women, it's it's grown some, but I thought, oh my God, I'm gonna die. But I stuck with it and I kept doing it. And then my next job here was to work in packing, and my job was to take all the. Products off the shelf and put them in bins so women could take them out to the events. But now I'm the woman that gets to go to the events, mm-hmm. so I get to grow a little bit every year being here at this farm. That's amazing. So yeah, yeah it's amazing. Yeah,
0: that is amazing.
1: Yeah,
0: it's amazing. So it kind of bring it full circle, and we could talk. I, I'm quite certain we could talk for hours. Or we at least could. I could talk to you for hours, <laughs> right. listen to you talk for hours because right. you're amazing. Thank but, you. Um, in in the category of love heals mm-hmm. and now as as being a survivor and I would say that you're thriving now Mm -hmm. um, and uh, looking at that that concept not only within the the construct of thistle farms and rescuing people that need to be rescued which is wonderful but outside of that is is those that may not relate to it that may uh, have opportunities on a daily basis to love people well and to heal people through that Mm -hmm. How, how do you think that we as a people as a nation as as however you want to interpret that can love more intentionally.
1: So now we are called to love. And not only because I found to get women off of the street in Nashville. We now have 50 sister organizations around the country. Oh, that's awesome. So we have these education workshop days where women will come in, women and men will come in, and they'll go back to where they live and they open up the houses. So then Becca got it in her mind, which is brilliant, that she wanted to help women all around the globe. Mm-hmm. So now we have this global department where we have women in Ghana and, and, oh, and cool. Icarizi, and we have women in San Juan, consolas Mexico, and then there are women, uh, i initiatives where we decided to have women and children that were fleeing from their lives from the war in Syria and they landed at a refugee camp in Restoria, Greece and Becca went over and bought looming tables and had helped them to loom and weave these beautiful welcome mats and they were made out of blankets they had around them and made out of life jackets that they yeah. had. So we have all this stuff. So it, it is amazing that it just it's like a ripple effect. We started off with just a little. We started off with one candle and one bomb, And it's like you throw a rock in the pond and it's a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So it's growing. And it's not bad. It's love that's growing. It's love that's Mm -hmm. growing. So as long as we are living in his will, he's going to make sure that it grows and that that more people get help. So I am amazed that when the ladies come in, I can see that they're kind of. Don't know what to expect and they walk with their heads down. But by the time they do that two-year program, you know, we call ourselves thistle farms, and thank God I don't work on a farm. But we call (laughs) it we call it thistle farms because you know thistles are survival weeds. They grow through drought, they they grow through concrete, they survive drought. And we are survivors. And then they call it a farm because wherever we go, we try to plant seeds Mm, of hope. We hope that we plant seeds of hope. So the women after two years and they have their graduation and they walk across the stage and they receive their certificate for some women it's the first thing in their lives they've ever completed yeah. so it's it's joy it's joy yeah. to see that the women go from walking in with their heads down to actually blooming like a purple thistle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this passage in the Bible that talks about uh, thistles being beautiful. Solomon and all his glory is not adorned like a thistle. Thistles are amazing, yeah. and they are uh, go as far back as the biblical days. And and you know, milk thistle is healing. It's just like everything we do is healing. Yeah, all easy. of our products are natural, and we only keep our doors open. Have to throw this in through uh-huh. the sales of our products. Yeah. private Donations and grants. Well,
0: that's where exactly where I was going. Oh, so that's where you was going. Yeah. Let's yeah. ask. Yeah. So uh, it, may, it may be because. List, but what, what all are the products that are available to
1: purchase you know, right now? You know, when I was working in Packet, I, I got my joy back in my life. My dad taught me that music is food for the soul. Uh-huh. So, when I was working in Packet, I wrote this little dorky song that names every product <laughs> well, that we awesome. own. <laughs> so, I would walk around and sing it every day, but we have like lotion, soaps, candles, body butters, body bombs. Our candles are soy candles. They burn for 26 hours. They don't have any mm-hmm. carcin or which means they don't have the black suddic formulates. We have lotions. We have soaps. We have body balms that are designed for your elbows, your feet, your heels, your cuticles. the really rough, dry spots. We have oil, healing oils. We have the uh, essential oils you burn in the diffuser. We also have little braces with lava rocks on that comes oh. from my global partners, you can put them on. Uh, we have an array of products, yeah. with, and, and they're all handmade by the women of Thistle Farms. They're all natural, and it's amazing, but all the so stuff we have, fair, so. to, fair
0: to say that most, if not all of the, the products that are available to purchase are things that we use on a daily basis. It's right, that yeah, yeah, you so use on a daily basis. The, The power for the listeners here is if you don't already... I mean, obviously, you've just been enlightened and illuminated by what Thistle Farms is, number one. But number two, now we have a chance to purchase things that we are already purchasing. Yes, yes. And we need to spread love and see a ripple effect of changing the world. Actively,
1: that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I love so that. please shop with Thistle Farms. Oh, you can yeah. shop online, you can come in our store at fifty one twenty two Charlotte Pike. We have this amazing cafe at Thistle Farms. You can bring your friends in and shop. You can come volunteer. You can do the whole gamut, everything. That's yeah. amazing. It's just that a whole experience, great. and whole that's something experience? certainly that it is experience of love. Yeah, yeah. No, that's
0: exactly the type of stuff that we want to shine a light on because it is. So, I mean thistle you talk about thistles being arrayed in, in glory and beauty, but also the resilience of that that plant and the yes. resilience yes. of the people and their stories. That's right. And and being a nerd and kind of filling in some, some more pieces about where I'm coming from <laughs> is yeah. I love story. Mm-hmm. and the function of story. Uh, we, we often say that you are the hero of your own story. And if yes. you call yourself a hero or not, then you probably would not have, have identified as a hero while you were in the depths of, of difficulty. Right, right. But you were, meaning that you are the main character. You, know, you see the world only through your eyes. That's right. And, and life can only be meaningful if it goes through conflict, just like a movie that's or true. a book. That's you true, that's if, if you see something on a screen and there really is no conflict... Then you're not going to feel you not moved. Do it. That's right. Yeah. So there is
1: no there is no testimony without that test that you to Yes. So what I love so, so much about
0: it. Thistle Farms and your testimony specifically is, is that it really encompasses much of the story, pattern, and follows a hero's journey. Yeah. Kind of by formula, <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does, you know. and even
1: Thistle Farms itself. We started off with one bomb and one candle, and now we have over thirty-two products at Thistle Farms, and we have a whole gambit of products globally that we have. So it just keeps growing, and the more we grow, the more people we can help. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah, yeah. So it's well, great. Well, uh, the last question I ask you, Doris, because mm-hmm? it just popped in my head, and it's something I I normally will ask in 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 our life interviews that we do sometimes. Um, but what? You've gotten ten, 10 years sober, said recently, mm-hmm. and, and 10 years associated with Thistle Farms. I do. You, you're the director of if events. Of events, yes. Um, you've risen to a level of prominence as admirable and you're thriving. What, what's next for you? What, what do you think? So the the
1: the one thing that I did was was asked was wanted was after I had about five years clean, I started going to the mall and I started seeing couples walk hand in hand, looking happy. So I decided to go out and get in a a relationship, and I think I picked the Freddy Cougar. It it did not work well, (laughs) so I went to God and I asked God to give me a man of God, someone who would love him more than he more than ever loved me that way he treat me like a princess yeah. I asked to give me someone that was kind and gentle and soft spoken because I didn't have any of that in my life mm-hmm. in my experience with men so uh, when I told you about all the devastation happened sure. at my house, my best friend growing up was Linda Taylor, her brother was James Taylor And that was my brother's best friend So after I got clean And started going back to my church I ran across uh, him again And we ended up getting married this April So that was the one oh, thing I had in yeah. And he is an amazing guy He's my best friend He's a man of God He teaches Sunday school mm. He's an elder at his church So he's a really cool guy So I got that The only thing I could ask God for now Other than healthy longevity Would be that he just helped me To say the right thing at the right time to spread the message about mm. Thistle Farms. I'm yeah. good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> that's awesome. I really I yeah. love,
0: love certainly yeah. heals. Yes. And your story is a, is a shining light, a beacon of light. It's what I use a lot, and I think that's true.
1: Yes.
0: Um, and I really am I'm just honored, again. Thank you. Even more so now, having been able to have this conversation. But so thankful for you to share your time. Thank you for um, taking our time and, to come talk to me. And yes. sharing your thank story you. along the way. So thank you. You're welcome. Again. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you for listening to Episode 2 of the Light Vision Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it, and if you did, then you can like, follow, subscribe, rate it. It's everywhere the podcast can be found. I hope that you'll tell your friends about it as well. This episode was empowering. It is powerful it is exemplary for how the human story can be resilient and redeemed. And we're thankful so much for you to listen to it. Hope that you feel um, inspired by it the same way that, uh, that we did. So. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, you can become a founding member, a supporter on patreon.com. The Light Vision Podcast is a production of Finor Creations, which is a story and media company that will continue to grow and bring you content as it grows. So if you want to do that, go to patreon.com slash finor, F-I-N-O-W-R, to support today. In the meantime, like, share, subscribe, rate, and we'll see you in two weeks with our next episode looking at the human experience with some really fun conversations. So looking forward to it then, and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much.